Hello, this is Lisa Rose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm joined by the incredible, inspiring Michael J. Russ. I want to say welcome, Michael. I am so grateful for so many things that you inspire me and you keep me on point, and I'm just so grateful for all of it, and uh, so welcome. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. It's uh, always fun. I do mean hilariously fun to kick around with you. Uh, we have such great topics and great conversations, and and they are uh, hopefully to our PRNF and listeners here, I hope that they're getting something out of this. We're in a new year, and all I'll say is that not everything we talk about we talk applies to everyone generally. It's... Uh, pick and choose what works for you because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of nuggets here that uh, can apply to a vast number of people, a large variety of people. So happy for your listenership. Yes, absolutely, 100%. And, you know, we we do this show completely unscripted, and it is – Really, I think a show that comes from our hearts and a lot of times from our minds and our inspiration. You know, oftentimes Michael and I will connect on a completely unrelated topic and I put out to him, what do you want to speak about? And then he'll send me a message and then oftentimes I think whether it be my guides or my inner soundtrack, it'll take over. And so today, um, after Michael said, well, let's, let's talk about, you know, creating your reality, I was just going about my day, and I started hearing a song by Blue Suede in my head, uh, Hooked on a Feeling. And it, it was really interesting because I had to look up the lyrics because it, it, they were so profound and so appropriate, I think, for creation because it said... I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. I'm hooked on a feeling I'm high on believing. And it's he, it says in the thing I, that you're in love with me, but it's actually, I think, more appropriate to say, you know, it's all about self-love. And when you get a feeling and you get inspired. And so as my wandering mind often does, I started thinking about creating your reality in relationship to a hook. And I thought about a fish on a hook. And then I thought, well, no, it's not really that. It's not, you're not really, you are catching something, but why would this come in? And then I thought about a hooked rug. And in the 19, early 1900s, maybe before then, uh, people had to be very creative in what they, they didn't have a lot of resources. So they took a piece of burlap and they would take whatever scrap fabric that they had and they would take that fabric and make it into small, uh, basically weaving material where they would take the scraps and then pull it through and pull it through and pull it through. And before you knew it, you would have a rug, and they would. They was a hooked rug, and they became pretty much. Um, I don't know. A lot of them have actually become very collectible, but they were really just scraps of cloth. And I think that that it was just such a good metaphor for the topic today, because when we want to imagine a world where our deepest desires aren't just daydreams, we take little bits and pieces, and we weave them into what becomes a vibrant tapestry of what is our fabric of reality. And I think that that is um, really an amazing place to start because when you have 
these passions, these little embers that are within you uh, that we want to bring forth into a reality, there's lots of different directions. But if you just take one piece of fabric and weave it in, and then you're ready for the next one and your next one and your next one until it becomes something beautiful. So I just thought that that would be a, a fun starting point. I've had that song in my head ever since I mentioned it to you. And uh, it was uh, originally, I think it was done by B.J. Thomas and then Blue Suede, I think, made it famous. It was in Guardians of the Galaxy, a couple other movies. But yeah. I'll be singing it probably for the next couple of days, hooked on a feeling. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, what a great uh, what a great example, uh, weaving, um, just, you know, thinking about that, weaving, weave one thing into, uh, into your, uh, into your life at a time, into your, the way you, you interact with life at a time and, uh, or weave one habit into the way that you, uh, operate, um, into your modus operandi, so to speak. And, uh, then just, you know, sooner or later, they come together collectively. And I've always said, you know things are working the way you want, um, changes you've made, uh, alchemy you've performed, by the way you feel. It's, it's, if you feel awesome, if you feel exuberant, if you feel awesome, amazing, if you're fabulous, if you feel magnificent, if you, if you feel energized and passionate about life and happy, you know that you're making the right choices and engaging in the right responses to what's going on. You're paying attention. You're heightening your level of awareness uh, to the point where you're the one in control. You're the one dictating your own reality. And it's a wonderful thing to see. Even if it's just you know, one weave at a time, you, you know, you, you know how you feel. There's a sense of satisfaction in taking control of your life. And that sense of satisfaction is huge as well. It's big. And I love it when, uh, when I do it. And you just, sometimes you don't sense that you feel awesome. You just kind of like might take it for granted. However, it's, I suggest you step back. And when you have that feeling, revel in it. Revel in it and make it, you know, a part of you because that's what you want. And, and literally validate the fact that, okay, this is working. And I'm feeling amazing, and I want this more often. So in order to get it more often, you have to respond to life in that way. You have to, in a positive way, you have to uh, make sure that you um, recognize when you're um, trolling in the negative frequencies, brought down by who knows what. And then you turn around and go, wow, no, I don't want to be like that. That's not me. And you perform the alchemy necessary to elevate your frequencies to, uh, to the ranges of love and peace and joy and happy and, and, and kind. And life is so much more fulfilling when you do that. So mm-hmm. much more fulfilling. And you just have to sit back in gratitude and just say, oh, my gosh, this works. And when it is working for you, it's awesome. And you just got to keep it working because it's, it's a day-in, day-out thing. Um, creating a reality is not something you just do once and then just you know take your foot off the gas. You have to take an active role in your life to always be creating a reality, keeping your, your um, uh, thought patterns in the higher frequencies and aligned with what you want in your life. 
Now, what sparked this whole thing was uh, this cool video, cool little short, video short, YouTube short by, uh, by um, uh, Anka. Uh, David, I think it's David Anker, right? I think it's David Anker. Daryl. Uh, yeah, Daryl Anker. Daryl. Daryl, yeah, sorry. My, yeah. My, yeah, who channels Bashar. I apologize. I, mean, I spaced out for a minute. Um, it's something that, it's, it's so simple, talking about how when you behave, you, you, what people do, what people do is they look at their outer circumstances and for the change in their life. They look outwards. And not changing their own thoughts, habits, behaviors, responses, not, ch- not changing anything about themselves. They just expect their outside world to change. If they say, oh, I, I, I want this to change, and if I do this thing, it'll change. Well, it's not doing the thing that, that makes your life change, that makes your outer reality change. It's what you do inside <laughs> that makes your outer reality change. That's the way it, work, way, way it goes. And some people might say, oh, that's like putting the cart before the horse. Well, it's not really. If you think about it, your thinking creates your way of being, and it always has and it always will. Your thoughts create your way of being. So your perceptions of life, um, how you respond, think about responding, your perceptions of, of, uh, of yourself within the context of your life, the circumstances that you're in, whatever it may be, the challenge or the misfortune is that has uh, unfolded before you, uh, that you've been exposed to, what's going on in the world, your perceptions, that's all going to gauge whether or not you're, you're happy or sad or uh, angry, uh, whatever it may be. And I'm fascinated by this because I've heard this put at least four or five different ways. There's at the least. emotion yeah, there's the <laughs> emotional component. Right? Their emotion you have to you have to apply emotion emotion to the way you behave. What what Bashar's talking about is uh, and hopefully we'll put, I think I sent you the link, we'll put it, the link to the little short in the, because uh, I, I can send it to you again, put it in the description. Because watching this little short will blow your mind because it's so simple and succinct. Behave the way that you, as if, behave as if your reality has already changed. What you want, the reality you want to experience is already happening. The other component to that is you must Im- invest the emotion in it, into it. You have to be emotionally connected to that behavior. That's the other trick. You just can't say, oh, yeah, that doesn't, but you've got to, like, wow, I, I am, I do have that job. I do have that degree. How does it feel like? How, do you behave as if you have that degree already? And are you excited and passionate by it? That is when things start, start working. And you, and you have that, those feelings and that passion every single day, regardless of whether you're out of circumstances of change. I say you've got four years to go. You've got to carry that on all the way through. You, that impassioned you, knowing that, behave, behaving as if you already have that degree. And everything else is just the journey, the stepping stones to get that you're taking that will get you there. That reality is already there. Now, you have to enjoy the ride. Be happy. Be joyful about the, the little things all along the way because it's not necessarily the destination that you're focused on. And that's really what I'm saying by behavior. Most people want to, um, they, want the death, they don't want to feel 
like they've achieved something until they've actually achieved it, which is really we come to understand backwards. Backwards. And, and it trips up most people. And that is something that, um, but that's the key to creating a reality. That is the key. And when you start sitting around letting it bounce in and off the inside of your cranium uh, and really invest in it, things do change. Things, miracles, serendipity, um, <laughs> all those <laughs> circumstances, those things you call accidents or coincidences uh, begin to uh, appear that validate your behavior. It's a fascinating concept. Well, you know, I think that we get these signposts, Michael, and you, know, you might call them gentle nudges uh, for, I don't know, Wayne Dyer, who wrote so many of the books that have inspired me over the years, uh, had wrote a, a, a brief anecdote about his one, he was walking down the street in London, and he saw a store window with a quote in it by William Blake. And he was so moved by the quote, he wrote it down. And for years, he had forgotten about it. He lost it. He knows where he tucked it away. And then 10 years later, when he was looking for something, he found that quote. And he thought, oh, my gosh, how could I have ignored this? He put it away. But it inspired a whole chapter in a book, and it was all about imagination. And yeah. imagination, and, and and I think along with imagination is also curiosity. But that became uh, one of his books, you know, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, which is all about inspired action. You know, what is it that gives us that, that life? For me, uh, you know, hearing that song, I mean, I will probably, I, I, I can almost consider it like a soundtrack to my soul, that there are things that move me. What am I uh, paying attention to? So a lot of times in the wanderings of my mind, it will inspire me to the next step, or it will maybe perhaps cause me to turn left when I usually go right. And exactly. <laughs> last time we had these horrific windstorms, and I'm you know, so used to going a certain way. And guess what? There was a big pine tree that came down and blocked the road. So guess what? I had to stop, pull, you know, put the car in reverse, and because there was no way I was going over it. <laughs> just <laughs> and, and just reroute. But how many times when we do that in life do we give up? You know, we may have obstacles that come along our path when we are thinking that we're taking inspired action. And there's something like Wayne Dyer did. You know, he, oh, this, you know, I'm, I'm so inspired by this quote, and he was all ready to move forward. But somehow there was something that kind of took him off course, and it got tucked away. And a lot of times I think that's what's really important, that when you are working on creating this fabric of reality. You know, you have sometimes these big gaps between your intention and your outcome. And sometimes it's just little steps. It's, and that's why I really love that thing with the hooked rug because I, and I remember doing it as a kid. I don't know who gave me the, a kit, but you, you have this big pieces of yarn and you've got this box with this picture on it and you can see it, what it's supposed to look like, but there are so many pieces of yarn. <laughs> you got to follow the pattern and you pull them through and you pull them through, but before you know it, you have it done. 
And whether you turn it into a pillow or you turn it into a rug that you step on or the cats want to use it to snuggle into, it really doesn't matter, but it's the joy of the journey. It's the joy in that creation. And and that's really what I love about what Daryl Anka says about creating your reality because there are sometimes things that take you away from your purpose. Uh, but I think if you follow your passions, rather than chasing a goal, you ask yourself, go within and and ask yourself, what is it that moves me? What is my intention what are the actions that can be fueled by this passion and then you take a step be it even just a small step towards that manifestation even if it's just getting up an hour earlier to journal or do uh, writer's pages I, I i used to love the book by julia cameron the artist within and she would encourage everybody to get up in the morning and do what she just called free, free-flowing writing, not thinking about anything. She was yeah. just on a, a, an 8 by 10 pad. You just write about whatever it is, like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this writing exercise again, or, you know, geez, I got really upset about this, or, wow, this was so amazing, I can't believe this happened, or perhaps it is part of your book. Um, but just to make that time, I mean, that's something as simple as, uh, the our, the morning pages that she speaks about is an inspired action. Exactly. So true. Yeah, the writing, it's interesting. There are so many things that you can do that can improve your life. I mean, the list is long. We could probably keep going on for several shows uh, just listing all of the interesting things that you can you can do if you're into art you can freeform draw just sit down and just start drawing and see what comes out of your head um like you were talking about there freeform writing that is uh, a, a technique that uh really helps you understand not only more about yourself but really where you're going and what you need um i mean there's a myriad of, of wonderful benefits to doing that uh i uh, like to go putt on the golf putting range, and I get ideas because I have a single-minded focus. Uh, taking a walk is a is another uh, where you can where you just you know uh, listening to the birds and watching the birds fly and and listening for what's around uh, the wind rustling through the trees uh, and you know even cars going by things that you would consider to be distracting, but you're really not. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's it's just. There's or just taking a taking a ride in the car with no music on. Uh, taking a drive was always fun to me. Um, taking my top down as long as it's not you know 40 degrees outside, uh, 50, 55 I can deal with that. Turn on the heater and have it blasting up from from the floorboard. Um, the sun when on a sunny day where the sun is hitting you and it's and it's just so warm. Um, you can wear dark clothing and it warms you up even more. Um, there are. A lot of things, and I would ask our listeners, what what is it that actually takes you to that place where you are, uh, where you you intuit um, the miraculous for yourself? You know, that's all part of creating your reality. It's it's knowing what you want. You know, biggest issue is that <laughs> I think someone said, 
Yeah, that genie comes, you rub the bottle, the genie comes out, gives you three wishes, and if they gave you a time limit, you couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> because you don't know what the heck you want. You know? Five, you got That's five true. minutes, you got three, three wishes in five minutes. And you're like, uh, 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 you know, you can't come up with anything. Right? You, there's a ton of things rolling around your head, and you, 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 know, you can sit around and fantasize about it with a, with a bunch of friends. Okay, what would you do? What wishes would you pick? Which is always interesting, but how, many, how often do you sit down and really think about what you want? I know this is the beginning of the year of the show. This is like the, the, the second show we've done um, this year. So there's a lot of people out there who on their minds have... Uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have on their mind, okay, setting a goal for the year, what do you really want? This is the time people focus on what they really want out of this year and their lives and everything else more than any other time of the year. Uh, I say it's a 365-day thing because your, uh, your wants change. They evolve. Um, mm-hmm. They become manifest. Uh, you want something else. You know, and, and, and you get, you've gotten better than you wanted. Now you're asking for bigger things. Right, so uh, you want you want more out of out of yourself and out of your life. So literally, you have to sit down and say, "What is it that I really want?" and be clear about it, and then you can behave uh, as if you are you already have it, and throw all kinds of emotion into it uh, because it's you know what you want, and hopefully you know why. We had a conversation about this earlier this afternoon before the show. Why? It's, it's the number one thing. I, I think it's more important, actually, in my view. It's more important than actually what you want, is knowing mm-hmm. why you want it, right? Because that's, that's where the passion and the drive and the commitment comes from. And, uh, you know, if, if I wanted to be uh, a professional golfer or a golfer that shot even just you know, four or five shots consistently lower than I do, uh, then I would, that why would drive everything in between uh, that happened until I actually reached that point. My mindset, what I actually, my actions, my thoughts, my responses to what went on uh, surrounding it. And there are multiple levels of wants, right? Want in mm-hmm. a relationship. Want in, at work, want in our right livelihood, want in terms of our financial needs. We, we, we want, we want, we want. Our, our passions, our, our uh, habits, uh, our, excuse me, not our habits, but our, um, uh, the things that we, uh, hobbies, I'm sorry, hobbies that we have for ourselves. Um, you know, th- this is it. Now, Bashar said something else I think that was so brilliant. Your passions, whatever you're passionate about, go after it. Do it, mm-hmm. even if it's leveled up on top of other passions, because you have passions in many areas of your life. I'm passionate about my relationship with my girlfriend. I'm passionate about playing golf. I'm passionate about um, taking a drive once a month quietly, just you know, having a couple hours in the car by myself to think or listen to something or be inspired by something that I've been wanting to listen to for a while. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of things, all kinds of levels to this, right? Some people have kids. You're passionate about your kids. You're passionate about your pets. Um, go after all of them is, is really the idea until, they're not, until you're no longer passionate about them. Go after them. And mm-hmm. I thought about this and I said, what does that actually do? What's the benefit of doing that? The major benefit is life satisfaction. That's number one. 
Life satisfaction. Yep. That's a biggie. And that, yep. that around life satisfaction, like, it's like an umbrella. Life satisfaction is the umbrella, but there's happiness, there's joy, there's, there's commitment, there's passion, there's, there's, um, there's drive, there's energy, uh, creation from it. Uh, all these wonderful things that make life wonderful, worth living, that make you say, hey, I love life. Um, that's the benefit. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when you talk about wishes, I mean, that was one of the, the books that I loved that Wayne Dyer did. It was called Wishes Fulfilled. You know, man, or, you know manifesting the, uh, I think it was Mastering the Art of Manifesting. And in that book, he talked about the imagination and having a healthy imagination and reminding, and this sort of thing that it anchored into me, was that you and your imagination is yours and yours alone. It, a lot of times we come up with an idea of something that we want to pursue, and we gather together a group of people, and we get their consensus. And we forget that if there's something burning, a desire burning within us, or maybe it's not even a burning desire yet, maybe it's just an inkling, it's something that keeps knocking on your door, and in your brain, like, well, that would be really neat. Uh, Maybe I should try to pursue this, something that hasn't been seen before. It's so different. Uh, It takes a lot of courage to step up and do that. I had uh, originally, it's so interesting because things come across my field, and I don't even remember where I heard this or where I read it, it originally. But there was a, a young man who was an African-American. His name was Osborne Dorsey. And at a, the age of 16, and this was back in 1878, he invented the doorknob and the doorstop, which is so interesting because we take it for granted. It's something that is in everybody's home. Everybody, you know, at the time... He he said that it was, you know, his, his words for it, it was extraordinary. It was an extraordinary invention. And, of course, in the, at that time period, a lot of people, there was, there was pushback. Um, you know, to have this young man say, we need this in our homes. But, you know, actually, it's, it's really a great metaphor because it helped people close their doors, right? Um, right. And... Close their minds, close their doors. But I think that it just, you know, he at the time, and this was right after uh, the Civil War, for him to have the courage to want to go to the patent office and take something that was a burning desire that he wanted to bring forth, this really literally changed everybody's lives. I mean, doorknobs come in every shape, color, you know, anything that you can imagine. But oh, yeah. it was it was this young man's passion. This is something that he wanted to manifest, which I really you know have to applaud him. I would love to know a little bit more about him. I'm going to have to do some research because it was just I was like, wow, wow! I never even thought about that. I just always yeah. expected that they existed. <laughs> yeah, somebody's invented everything. Okay, so <laughs> everything was, I should say everything was invented by someone. Uh, the golf tee was invented by uh, a, a black man on the East Coast. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's like there's all these wonderful things that we don't know about, that where they came from. Um, but I'm going to step back to something real quick, which you talk, which you said there, which is you know the idea of 
taking your idea, something that you have that, that has come up, you've intuited, uh, maybe guided to think about, guided to involve yourself in, because it may be aligned with, uh, likely, is aligned with your talents and your gifts, and you just don't know it yet, right? So mm-hmm. the reason Dr. Joseph Murphy said something very interesting, and I remember it to this day, and it's one of the most challenging things because we, we have people we love in our lives, people we respect, and we want their validation of what it is that, that we are thinking what we're actually going to go out and do, uh, the actions we're going to take, or the thoughts we're having about the actions that we're going to take. We want validation that, oh, it's, it's the right way to go. Instead of listening to our own intuition and our own gut and saying, oh, this feels good, I'm going to do that, right? Trusting uh, ourselves, trusting our own thoughts, trusting what our guide is giving us to us, right, mm-hmm. what we're being guided to do, um, which is, which is the, one of the most challenging things to do, um, but Dr. Bo- Joseph Murphy said something really brilliant. He said, don't tell anyone. He said, the last thing you mm-hmm. want, if you have an idea about something, do not share it with anyone. And the reason is, he gave is because we are subject, we as humans are incredibly subject to suggestion. We are subject to suggestion. And that means when you bring the idea to somebody, if you respect them, you care about them, and you respect their opinion, and they tell you, oh, that sounds like a bad idea, based on whatever lack of evidence they have, uh, it could be that they knew somebody who went bankrupt with that idea or someone who hurt themselves with that idea because they didn't have the talents or the gifts that maybe they have. Uh, something happened. Something bad happened to them. And they're like, no, 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 you shouldn't do that because, because uh, you know, any number of really bad things could occur. And then you drop it. You drop the idea. And I can't tell you how many times that I've heard people say, oh, you know, I had that idea. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Somebody else had the, had the wherewithal with regard to uh, the resources, the time and the skill that they had honed where it, when the idea came to them, your idea, which was also became their idea because we live in a consciousness where, as we all know, and we've talked about on the show, ideas, what you think about doesn't just dissipate into the air like steam. It goes somewhere, and it begins to manifest. And we have a collective consciousness, and all these ideas are there. So somebody in one part of the world can have an idea, and I, you darn well believe, better believe somebody else in the other side of the world, somewhere else, even in, in the other side of the country, has having the same idea, and maybe thought of the same name for that idea, right? Mm-hmm. There, there, are, there are movie people who, who say this all the time. Yeah, I had that idea, and, you know, and, then, and then somebody else had it, and they followed through on it. And they, had, they, they, they collectively gathered the resources and people who had skills that they didn't have that could help bring it to reality. And you had the idea, but you know what? You got talked out of it. You, by somebody else's in, in injecting you with a thought virus, injecting your mind with a thought virus of, oh, that won't work, you'll go bankrupt, where are you going to get the money from, da, 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 da. Here I can name, I can name 12 things that'll, that'll go wrong or 12 reasons why you, that will never work for you. Well, you know what? They don't know. They don't know. And back in the day, which is interesting, um, it's likely that you know, there was a period of reconstruction in this country. This little history lesson. There was a period of reconstruction between the Civil War and uh, Jim Crow in this country where there were many um, uh, educated black people went to university, became educated. They even went for public office and U.S. Congress and Senate and won. 
in, in local and, and uh, national government. Um, then all that kind of was wiped out. In, you know, in, in southern states, it was wiped out by something called Jim Crow. But anyway, it was a time of tremendous, and I do mean tremendous, um, invention and opportunity. And uh, I would bet dollars to donuts that the gentleman who invented the doorknob invented it during that period of Reconstruction, which is really interesting. May not, mm-hmm. but I could just about lay. I have a book here about black inventors, which is really awesome, uh, that I pull out. And yeah, I'd love to learn more about them if you find them in your book. Oh, no, the book is only on black, black inventors. Everything in there. Was Again, you'd be very surprised. We'll talk about it sometime. I'll pull it out uh, on the show, and we'll, we'll blow some minds of, of our listeners around the world. You know, the interesting thing is this all falls into what we were talking about kind of last week with, you know, what we think is possible um, is, is, is in no way what is possible because generally it's something greater than that. We're just right. not thinking big enough. We're not thinking big enough. And when we're talking about creating our reality and taking action to do it, we have to think bigger. You know, and my own guide has told me, why are you putting a specific number on that? You know, mm-hmm. that's, it's not the number. It's, it's, you can go into infinity with everything that you do. There's no limit. And somebody said, I think it was Bashar that said, doubt and limitation are the two biggest <laughs> problems with our world of 8 billion-plus people, limitation and doubt. People put limitations on themselves, what they can do, what they're capable of, um, their thinking, their wants, their needs, everything. We live, live in a limitless world where an infinite number of things are possible. Mm-hmm. If we combine belief with intuition and action. Anything is possible. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, Michael, in, in that same framework, oftentimes the universe will not bring us down the path that we expect. If we want it, we're envisioning our dream life and what we think that we want, and it may come in exactly like that. Very rarely I think that it, it unfolds. I think that oftentimes... The universe has a better plan for us, and so it may come in an unexpected form. I, I sent you a, a video this morning, and it just it, it tickled me because this young girl posted it of this gentleman who actually posted a TikTok video about meeting her, and it was in Oregon, and it was really sweet because she was sitting in the car. And he noticed her and you know, whatever, he went into the store, oh, but she was still sitting in the, the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was still sitting in the car when he came out, and she rolled down the window, and she wanted to know if he was single. He, he, he said in the video that he was actually gay, so you're you know, basically barking up the wrong tree. But he was so <laughs> touched by the yeah. fact that, you know, she saw him as handsome and she saw him as this. And perhaps he's not a love interest for her, but perhaps... It, it, and I thought it was such a good uh, teaching because she or she was is equally touched the fact that he went on TikTok to talk about her and the experience of meeting her and how he didn't see himself necessarily in the way that she saw him. And she she came on later and, and basically said, well, you know, I, I 
reached out because I'm 35 and I want to get married and I want to have kids. And so obviously she's having difficulty meeting people, but you don't know. So who would have ever expected that that video would have surfaced? And who knows what eligible young men might be knocking on her door because they thought, well, geez, that girl's kind of cute. She's looking for a relationship. I'm looking for a relationship. So we don't know the way that it may show up. Yeah. I mean, our yeah. dream life might be right there, but it's going to show up in a completely different way than we could have even planned. And it may be more magnificent than we could have ever even imagined. But I, I would so think true. that it would be. I, lo- I love the video, by the way. I, I, I watched it and I said, you know, what's neat about it, what I saw in the video was something uh, a little bit different. What I saw was somebody, a millennial, somebody who I believe spends, they were driving a Tesla. So they're into um, EVs and likely digital age electronics. And this is an issue that um, a lot of uh, Gen Zs, uh, Gen X, and, and millennials are always on the phone. If you're always in a communicative device and you're not actually talking to people, uh, you're not practicing communication skills. You're not practicing reaching out and connecting with others relationally. And what was brilliant about it is that that young woman uh, actually thought enough of herself of herself to be able to connect with another human being in a lighthearted way. And uh, I, I could I just about bet they're probably going to turn out to be friends. The video that he made mm-hmm. was to try and find her because he didn't get her name. <laughs> oh. That was a, that was a, he, did, he hadn't gotten her name. So he put a video out, hoping on TikTok, hoping that, you know, maybe, I don't know, this may go viral or whatever, but I, I, I want to find this woman and thank her for, for uh, reaching out and, and telling me that I was handsome and that, who thought enough of me and, and themselves to connect with another human being. And this is what we need more of. We need it exponentially. You know, this world, mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this is one of the challenges we have in the world is that people aren't talking to each other, getting to know each other, right? And imagine, just imagine, she didn't know he was gay. Maybe she doesn't know anybody who's gay. So she can drive a friendship with him, and she can now have contrast in her life that will help her be a better human being, a more compassionate, empathetic human being, a kinder human being, mm-hmm. a more loving human being. This is, this is what I was seeing when I saw this video. And, it, and to me, it's, I mean, I do this sort of thing all the time. I'll tell you this real quick little story. Two days ago, I was standing in line at the grocery store, and I was, they were ringing up my stuff, and this other uh, woman came in. She, she was gorgeous in her own right. She had long, flowing gray hair, and she reminded me of a hippie in the, in the, back in the day when I was growing up, um, in the 60s and 70s, early 70s. And she was probably around, if I had to guess her age, it would be that she was in her 70s, and okay. mid to late 70s. And she said, she, I was sitting there minding my own business, and she said, my, you are an incredibly handsome man. <laughs> the cashier stopped ringing up stuff. <laughs> I said she looked at her, and I looked at her too, and I said, "Oh, thank you so much. That's, I, that is like an amazing compliment to me. It's awesome." And I and I I stepped away from the the from the pacing, and I walked back to her, and I said, "What is your name?" <laughs> you know, and I and I started talking to her, and I said, "You know, you're a really." 
uh, adorable woman. I mean, you're 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 gorgeous. Evident, you're taking really good care of yourself. And she goes, Yeah, I am. And I said, That's fantastic. And you know, kind of a little tete a tete moving around. And you know, names weren't important, but you know, the fact that she thought enough to say something like that uh, to me, I'm very grateful. You know, I'm incredibly grateful that because uh, I everything I do for myself, I do with intention. And so I didn't get to 65 and looking like this by uh, accident, by making bad choices. And when people give me compliments mm-hmm. like that that are younger than me, not necessarily her because it wasn't the time or the place to go into anything like that. I'm sure she had her act together um, and it, she had evidence of it. And I, I tell them, look, you figure out what you want, but just not what you want tomorrow or next week or this year. Think 20, 30 50 years down the line. If you're 26, 27, 50 years is not old. It's not. Mm -hmm. With medical advancements, knowledge, enlightenment, you can read things that can help you. There's enough knowledge out there and enough enlightenment that that will allow you to make the choices you need to make today to have long-term benefit. In health and wealth and just about every category you can you can imagine, right? So, I, I tell people it's take an active, play an active role in the in the choices that you're making in your life and the responses to life that you are engaging in, because all of those are going to add up in time to who you are, <laughs> how you feel. Uh, what you think about your life and yourself uh, and, and the people around you and your friends, everything in, in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. That's going to happen. Um, and time is flying by very, very quickly because we're living in a digital age where that's, we read things, we, we absorb information at a much faster clip. So uh, I, I, I'm very grateful to that, to that, to that woman, and I, I thought the video was fantastic, and I encourage more of our listeners, if you, if you want something, if you want a relationship, make a friend. <laughs> That's where it starts. I agree. Make a connection and make a friend. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I've never been someone who said, you know, it, 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 you want to get married, you want to have a family, and that's your driving force. That's fine. However, there are some steps ahead of that in order to ensure that all of that works out. And it's, the, it's, it's not the end result of being married and having kids that's important. It's the journey that gets you there, right? That journey of how you found that person and, and, and how you, you were connected, the serendipity involved, because it's, it's just about serendipity any way you look at it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just... You bump into someone, and you hear the stories of how people met. You're going like, I would have never paid attention to you if that happened, you know? And, and you find out that <laughs> it turned true. into something. Yeah. Think about that for a second. You know, what does your mom say? Don't talk to strangers. You know, you, you go up believing that for, you know, 20 years, 25 years. Well, you're not going to talk to a stranger, right? You need a mm-hmm. formal introduction. Well, there may not be one. Maybe you're being guided to talk to that person in the grocery store line because they are on the same wavelength as you. And that's what you're looking for. It's somebody who's yeah. vibrating and resonating at the same frequency as you. That's where it starts, right? Right. Well, and sometimes yeah. they're new new to the area. I mean, you, you don't ever know what the reason is. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're an electrician and 
<laughs> they just have a part-time job, and, and guess what? You, you start having a problem, and you're like, hey, you know what? I think I met that person. Um, and I think the universe has a way of pointing you in the right direction for the next step in your manifestation journey, no matter what it is. And it really, I think it's, it's about being self-aware, starting to recognize these little nudges. I, I can't remember what the book was called, but it was like a wink from the universe. You, you would get these little winks. I think like, you mentioned that okay. one before. Absolutely. You get a wink from the and, universe. Yeah, you do. And and I think that when you do, whether we, we choose to act on them is really up to us. But if you commit to something and you say, I really want to manifest this in my life, your universe winks at you and says, okay, you know what, here, we'll, we'll throw you a bone. Yeah, are you going yeah. to take it? Are you not going to take it? And a lot, And I'm a big believer, well, if this shows up in my life, there's a reason. Good, bad, or indifferent, I try not to judge it. I try to look at it and come from a neutral standpoint. I mean, I can love on anything no matter what it is. And and I have been practicing Ho'oponopono. Every time I have something that appears to be a challenge, I just jump right in and just love on it and love on it and love on it and find something to be inspired by. And and before I know it, something shifts the energy. And it, it brings in, for me anyway, a higher level of positive energy. And I've been so uh, adamant about this because I've... I hear so many teachers that are, whether they be astrologers or channels, they're all saying the same thing. The, the era of, this is a new era, the, the karma and the story that we were born to and all that stuff, we left that behind at the end of yeah. 2023. 2024 is something new. And I'll be darned if I'm going to be left behind on that train that, you know, <laughs> The other one leaves the station into into this wonderful 5D reality where people are connected and it's all about heart-centeredness. And you know, I, I want to be in the band that's that's playing on in this, this amazing symphony of harmony. And really, I, I keep seeing so many things about creation and... And that the abundance that we're creating is really from a, a place of the heart. And that's what this show is all about. It's about our connection to love and to that heart-centeredness. And I just really, um, you know, for my own self, I do a lot of inner work, and I pay attention to those little winks from <laughs> the universe. I just yeah. it keeps showing up and up and up. And, and, and it may be, I always say this, it's like, when you get a, a, a lesson or, or whatever, and you say that you want something, the universe is going to test you. And they're like, are you sure you want that? And you, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you'll get another test, and it's like, are you really sure? And then a third time, are you really, really sure? Because it, it's that stick to that, no, you know what, I'm very clear. These are my passions. This is what I want. I know this is going to be amazing. I have imagined this. I can feel it. I want to, you know, just thrive and and be free and be joyful and all of those other things that make my heart sing. And that's where I want to be. That's where I want to play. And uh, Yeah. That's awesome. And so true. All of it. I mean, it's this is this is the the age of change. There's no doubt about it. Um we've slipped into a different universe. Now we have to um, dump the baggage of the past and 
uh, craft a new beginning. Uh, benchmark the past as having happened. Uh, it's over with. We can't go back and change it. All we can do is learn from it. Hopefully we've done that. Now it's time to just let it go uh, in, a, in a very matter-of-fact and, and, and pragmatic way. We have to, uh, you know, dump the load of, of, of the past uh, into the um, proverbial recycle bin, and that's it, and let it go. Eject it out into space and uh, write a new story for ourselves. This is the year uh, to do it, which is interesting because uh, I think Bashar and the uh, and the teachers talk about how this is the year of change and a, a year where you you have to. It's a year where you can imagine mm-hmm. what you want for yourself. You can imagine it, and you can then invest the emotions into it. And you can position yourself for it. And it, let me tell you what's empowering. empowering. Empowering is behaving as if you have something. That's empowering. Mm-hmm. Very empowering. And instead of doubting or uh, putting limitations on what we believe is possible, um, you know, it doesn't cost a dime for uh, someone who is in a, in a circumstance where they are needing a leg up to imagine themselves having that leg up, already being there. That's what we're talking about. And you apply this, what we're talking about, to actual circumstances. It's it's just that. It's someone being $50,000 in debt saying to themselves, believing that that debt is evaporated, that they've already, and, and celebrating the fact joyously, not by going out and spending more money, but celebrating within themselves that it's already gone. It's, it's happened. That student debt, you know, if, you're, if, if, if it's running your life, running, ruling over your emotions, you've put the cart before the horse. It's, it's, it, being happy is not going to occur if you have the date of your happiness 20 years from now or 25 years from now when that debt is finally paid off. You have every capability of being happy today and, you know, really applying what we're saying and saying, you know, you can believe fully 150, 200, 500, a million percent that that has already paid off and you can believe, you can behave and invest in the emotions of having it over. And that's what we're talking about, not mm-hmm. letting it drive your perceptions and responses to life. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, in reality, it exists. However, as Bashar put it, you can't resonate. Um, you have to be resonating at the frequency of, of, of what you want now, not when you get it. Mm-hmm. Because yep. when you get it may be way beyond the time when you can actually apply it. And I know plenty of people who have lots of money, but can't travel because they have health issues. And they wish 40 years earlier that they'd started traveling. But no, they were caught up in uh, amassing uh, and, and hoarding wealth. And now look at them. They're, at, they're saying, I wish I'd traveled more earlier. Seeing the world now is a lot more challenging. And I'm, I'm not appreciating it as much as I probably would have if I'd done it 40 years ago, 45, 50 years ago. And uh, there, on the flip side, are wonderful uh, young people who are 
doing just that. They're enjoying life. They're enjoying the world. They are literally saying, setting their priorities and saying that the job, career, the family is not necessarily the priority right now for me. What's the priority is getting contrast between me and the world, understanding what, you know, and making friends in various parts of the world, um, not necessarily backpacking. But I ran into a gal, uh, a young lady out of Dallas that works for a health um, a health company. There's a big, big health conglomerate that's in, that's in Dallas. And she is some sort of upper echelon administrator. And she was sitting by herself in the same restaurant we were eating. And I said, I'm going to get up and go talk to this young lady. She was a beautiful black woman. And I went over and I said, hey, what are you doing here by yourself? And she said, I do this all the time. I said, gosh, that's wonderful. She said, yeah, I get up. I, I, if, I get, if I get five, six days off, I'm on a flight. I'm going somewhere. And I'm thinking, oh, nice. and I said, okay, that's great. But we are where she was, was it was a, a, a plane ride of nine hours from Dallas plus a wait in the airport in Istanbul and another hour and a half to where I met her. Okay? So wow. this is somebody this is somebody who when I talk about commitment, that's commitment. That's commitment that's to actually inspired action. The world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean she said there she says, Yeah, I get I, if I get if I get five, six days off in a row, I'm gone. I'm buying a plane ticket to somewhere in the world. Not down the street. Not a staycation. You know, I don't ever tell myself I'm all tired, I can't do anything. She says, I've been all over the place. I was in India last month. She says, Yes. Wow. Really? Says, yeah. That's wonderful. I'm here in Turkey. I was doing she was doing uh balloon rides because we all do balloon rides over there. But she was doing she did she I just got back from a beautiful A T V trip through the desert out here, through the uh through the valleys. And I said, wow. oh, that is amazing. She's, yeah, come, I enjoy. Amazing. I love traveling by myself, she says. Yeah, I love it. I don't let anything stop me. And I said, fantastic. That is, I mean, that's, how many people would do well, that, you, right? It's wonderful because, you know, and that, again, goes along with manifestation and what you want. She was very clear about it didn't matter whether she has somebody or not. And then she visualizes where she wants to go. And then she takes the action steps to put herself there. You know, she, when she's there, she enjoys herself. She celebrates even the, the little things that she has an opportunity to do. It keeps her motivated, inspired. And then, you know, I'm sure on some level she is very self-assured. She believes in herself and what she can do and what she can accomplish and what she attracts. And, I mean, it. To be able to travel by yourself like that is incredible. I mean, I really have to applaud her. I love that story. And and she rewards herself, you know, for her hard work. She works at this high-powered job, and yep. she rewards herself and enjoys her life. And really, I'm, what a beautiful, what yeah. a beautiful story, Michael. Yeah, living uh, without excuse. Talk excuses. about manifesting. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's like you create, she creates a reality every month. And I'm like, wow, that is, that is beautiful. That is so, so beautiful. But she says, I just, you know, I says, I, I, I says, where's, that, where's the next plane going? I want to go there. You know, <laughs> so like, that is <laughs> right. fantastic. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of people, uh, I'm sure many of our listeners as well, would sit around and we, we, we make excuses for why we can't do something, why we can't go there, why we can't arrange our lives around what we're most passionate about. Her passion happens to be travel. 
other people's passion. I know some people, man. I, I ran into another gentleman in the airport at the baggage carousel in, at LAX who was coming back from a, uh, a game, a 49ers game in Arizona, right? Oh, no, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. They just played the Rams. And I said, wow, so what are you doing through here? He says, he says yeah, he says, uh, we got season tickets to the 49ers. And I go to a couple of, we all go, there's like four or five or six of them, and then we go to away, away games, uh, at least one away game a month. I said, really? He says, yeah, we go watch them play. And that's what he's passionate about, right? So mm-hmm. what's, what's unique is, I mean, he's a football fan. He loves, he loves seeing his favorite team, and he arranges, and his wife does, and his other friends do. He, they all resonate at a frequency where everything is possible around that passion. And that's where we have to put ourselves. We have right. to put ourselves resonating at the frequency of what is possible and it, with the passions that we have, passionate interests that, that we have in our life, that they're aligned with our skills and, and the skills we're going to learn because of a passion may require, may require new skills. Um, be yeah. passionate and, and, uh, and positive about all of it, about being able to take ourselves wherever it is we see ourselves going and feeling, more importantly, as if we're there already. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I, I'm so grateful to each and every one of you that make the time to listen and, and join Michael and I in our passion for sharing the things that we've learned and these nuggets of wisdom that we've embodied and brought into our lives and, and it really is a passion of both of ours to share what we've learned with you. And I, I hope that our listeners here on Connect to Love on PRNFM can feel that. I mean, there is so much love that comes from you and, and from my heart to all of you. It just is, it's an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> I'm just so great. And I really encourage each one of you to unleash that power within and manifest your wildest dreams. And, Michael, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off today? I don't know if I can add anything to that, to be honest with you. It's been such a a pleasure. It's always a great ride with you every week. Um, The unscriptedness of of this show is, is in my view, one of its greatest assets. Um, that we don't sit around and try to figure out what to say, that we are, you know, everything is from the heart. I want our people to, uh, our listeners uh, on the show and on the podcast to experience life, every ounce of life that is out there for them. So hopefully they're doing that. Absolutely. Abundant blessings to you all. Thank you.